Think about how excited you'll be unboxing 150 super clamps. Yeah, that's full. <laughs> Don't buy a new stuff. camera. Buy 150 super clamps. <laughs> Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. So we're in the beginning of a new year here in 2021. This is February. It's still early in the year. And you might have seen a lot of people buying cameras around the holidays there might be people running around with some pretty fancy new shiny gear and you might look at your own gear if you haven't bought anything new and think oh well maybe i should buy a new camera as well maybe maybe i need something new and shiny and fancy instead of my old um boring camera that i currently have well we're I here do, to tell you Stuart. i do it's true you you do well, we're here to tell you not to buy a new camera. So what are you, what are you telling me, Ben? Oh, am I not allowed to talk this episode? Because I did buy a new camera over Christmas. Well, you already <laughs> broke the rule that we were going to tell people. No, no, you're banned. You can't. You can't. All speak. right. So what are, what are we talking about today, then? <laughs> well, well, we were going to talk about why you shouldn't buy a new camera. But why did you buy a new camera, Ben? Explain yourself. Oh. Explain yourself. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah, today we're talking about uh, things that you can buy instead of a new camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will point out that the new camera I bought was not just a shiny upgrade because my old one just wasn't cutting it. Um, no, without vague booking, I have a fleet of 5D Mark Threes that I use for generally everything. I use them for portraits and weddings and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, way back when, when the 5DS came out, uh, it was this beautiful 50 megapixel monster with crisp images that were nice and sharp. But uh, I rented it for my Iceland trip, used it in the field, and it was kind of junk at a lot of my normal day-to-day stuff that I would do. Um, the buffer filled really fast. The frame rate, frame rate was kind of low. So the images were gorgeous, but um, the it just didn't work for weddings and a lot of the stuff I normally shoot it for. However, due to COVID, uh, I'm shooting a lot more product photography. And guess what? That studio, I don't need to worry about buffers. Those crisp, clear, beautiful images that are ginormous. Clients love it. So it is not so much a camera upgrade as it is I bought a different camera for a different job. So it's the right tool for the right job. Um, and because it was being discontinued, it was only like 1300 bucks instead of four grand. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, I guess maybe you get a free pass on that one. If you, oh, if you, thank you. If you need, <laughs> yeah, I'm the police. <laughs> if you need a, if you need a new capability, and especially if you've got some fantastic deal on that new capability, then maybe that's maybe that's a valid reason. But we're here. Here's, here's a good example, though. The what, what's the new Sony camera? The A1. Yeah, the Alpha One. Yeah, that's the that, new one. That Alpha One. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like sixty five hundred bucks, and people are drooling over it, including me. And even though <laughs> it has a ton of great specs, do you need to spend it on it? No, no, you don't. Uh, but so I, I today we are going to talk about it. what you can buy <laughs> instead with that hard earned cash. Yep. Yeah. What, what should you What should you buy instead of a new camera? And uh, uh, well, I mean, think? the f- very first thing I'll throw out there is lighting. 
Yeah, lighting is a big one. So one of the the much touted features of the Sony Alpha One is its its uh, low light performance. That it's going to be this you know uh, as as usual with Sony. Sony they're trying to push another kind of game changer of low light performance on us, and uh, that's the reason why a lot of people uh, say that they want to buy one. But if uh, if you've got good lighting, then maybe you don't need that low light performance. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The other thing, too, is you can have a camera that's basically night vision goggles, but mm-hmm. quality of light and quantity of light are two very different things. True. You can up the quantity of light while still having good like noise pixel performance, but it doesn't mean that the subject will be illuminated in a good or flattering manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so quality of light is really what you're going for here. Um, I mean, I'm all for good low light performance, not introduce, introducing grain and noise and grossness into your image. But, uh, yeah, there is no substitution for actual crafting the subject in light to make it look exactly how you want. And then maybe if it's not quite enough, you up it just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's there's tons of options here, right? I mean, if you're shooting um, if you're shooting stills, like if you've got the budget, you can go all the way into really fancy strobes. Um, if you don't, uh, if you're just starting out, you know, you there's a lot of speed lights you can buy for not too much money oh, yeah. nowadays. I mean, a lot of this, you know, Yongnuo and, and Godox stuff is really performant, um, but quite reasonably priced, even for pretty fancy little units. So there's Absolutely. a lot of a lot of options there. Um, you know, in the video world. LED stuff is getting so cheap. I mean, you can buy 100 watt uh, dual uh, color fixtures for like 150 bucks, or you know, LED panels. It's like a race to the bottom to you know for how good their output is and how yeah. low the prices can go. So, as far as sources of light, you know, you can cover any budget really with uh, with different options here. Absolutely, and not just um, things that put out light, Mm -hmm. but things that shape and craft the light. So I worked in a studio uh, where we shot, like, cars. They had a psych wall that was big enough. We shot semi-trucks in the studio. It was this huge (laughs) warehouse, and they had, like, 30-foot Chimera soft boxes, and those are not cheap. Um, But here's the deal. If you shoot anything that's large and shiny and reflective... Without a lot of compositing, you need to be able to get those reflections right, something that is much larger than the actual object. So let's say you're shooting like a wine bottle, right? Let's say it's a 12-inch wine bottle, a foot tall. Well, you don't need a foot-tall softbox to shoot that wine bottle. You probably need four or five or six feet to be able to get it to actually extend over the curve of the neck and keep continuing up without just like stopping halfway Mm -hmm. through the bottle. So without compositing, if you shoot shiny stuff, you need uh, big softboxes, right tool for the right job. If you want to shoot, you know, portraits, people love Octabanks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing that you might not. Ha- I don't have one. Um, I just bought a couple of standard size softboxes in various sizes, and I make do with what I have. But if you have the budget to buy a new camera, buy new lighting modifiers can change your photography immensely, much more than more more specs. Agreed. So, so what do you do when you buy these lighting modifiers? Do you just like lay them on the ground or you, you set them up on your, 
on a chair or a table? What do you what do you well, do? Well, I mean, so like uh, I I bought a beauty beauty dish, right? Mm-hmm. And beauty dish, um, it ju- it's it just crafts a very different kind of light. Um, I got a ring light for Christmas one year, and that is just a very specific look that I couldn't offer before. Now I don't want to use a ring light for every single shoot, but if I need a client who says, "Hey, I need a huge variety in different portraits," because I'm like an online presenter and I. I'm using portraits every single week and I don't want them to get stale. Well then, yeah, I'm going to bring all the different tricks I have in my bag so that he can get a huge variety of stuff. Um, yeah. The other thing too is like there's uh, reflectors like the Westcott eyeliner. That's not cheap, but it is gorgeous. It, it just does incredible headshots. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of different lighting modifiers that you can do that can really make your photos beautiful but uh it's yeah it's not a camera yep but uh but how do you how do you where do you put those lighting modifiers ben how do you point those oh what do you do with them (laughs) i see what you're getting at uh stands good stands (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying to pull off the segues (laughs) oh missing the cues uh No no yeah good c stands are not cheap um, the other thing too, is when you buy C stands, you're going to need to buy like booms and sandbags mm-hmm. and like different kinds of like grips and knuckles yeah. and just a whole various amount of things. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Having a quality when... tripod, uh, on my wish list is a salon stand, which, uh, Google that if you're not sure what one is, they're huge monsters that are built like tanks and they are just as expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. When you buy a C stand, you think this thing is so big and heavy, like it's, it's ready to go. And then you put a bunch of stuff on it and now it's all tippy and weird. And now you need to, and you need to buy like 40 pound sandbags and those aren't cheap either. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, fun fact, you can, um, buy recycled shot, like for, you know, like shotgun shell shot and fill, uh, fill your bags with that instead of sand. It might be, a nice interesting option for for those of you out there that are looking for uh the other the other pro tip on that one too is uh if you get sandbags Mm -hmm. uh they are prone to water damage or mold Mm -hmm. so make sure that they don't get wet whereas if you fill it with shot that doesn't happen shot however new is more expensive so you will have to buy the bags and the shot separately to be able to save money on that um Sure, I sure. was doing a lot of travel with mine, so I bought uh, fully enclosed, and I couldn't afford shots, so I bought mm-hmm. sand for all of mine. But I have probably like five or six hundred pounds of sandbags in my studio. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, the the shot thing is something that I was recently turned on to, and I've been playing around with. I bought some recycled shot for it, so yeah, it's pretty fun so far. It works pretty well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not just uh, putting your your lights on stands though, but having like a quality tripod. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I've I've advocated uh, on this show uh, for in the past, and that is look at carbon fiber tripods. They are not the insane <laughs> expense that they used to be. Um, I am almost completely converted over to carbon fiber tripods, like at every level, travel tripod, you know, standard tripods. I still have a couple huge aluminum monsters, um, but the uh, the carbon fiber stuff is so good and increasingly cheap 
just like LED <laughs> video lights yeah, are. Yeah, the, the, so um, it's worth looking into. I, I bought a carbon fiber tripod about six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. and the only thing that has been damaged on it is one of the plastic locking rings. So uh, one of the legs yeah, doesn't yeah. lock quite right, but that's the plastic, not the carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And that was because I just bought a really cheap carbon fiber yeah. tripod. I should have probably. Well, and now for the more. same money you probably spent on that, you can get a surprisingly good quality one that's better quality yeah Yeah, for sure Um, and and that uh, the particularly good thing about carbon fiber other than being super light so that you can move it around easily um take it up a mountain if you're (laughs) if you're a uh, landscape photographer is that it uh it helps reduce a lot of vibrations that you would um that you might be introduced more easily with an aluminum tripod so there are quite a few reasons to get a carbon fiber and they're increasingly cheap. But if you're spending, you know, thousands like what you would spend on a, on a new camera, you can get like the best (laughs) tripod there is. You can get the best, uh, really right stuff. Yep. Insanely expensive, but they make the best stuff. Yeah. And that's, and that's that's the brand. If you're not familiar, he's not just saying that it's the brand is called really right stuff. (laughs) Because you might be confused, uh, like, really right stuff. Well, what, what is really right stuff in the tripod? What, what is the right stuff? That's no, the it's brand. called really yeah. right stuff. <laughs> um, I would personally never buy a really right stuff tripod because they are a lot of money, but they mm-hmm. are cheaper than a new camera body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but as long as we're talking camera stabilization, a gimbal, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you shoot video, uh, gimbals are getting cheap. I just saw someone in one of my uh, production uh groups on facebook post um one of you know those stabilizers that um they basically have like an arc in the front with like a weight Mm -hmm. on the bottom so they kind of act like a steady cam Mm -hmm. except they're really cheap and they don't work at all you know the one i'm talking about (laughs) i've owned them (laughs) um i i shot a music video with a guy who had one of those and when we were putting our two shots together i used sliders and dollies and jibs and stuff and he used that jankity gimbal Mm -hmm. and i used to call his the seasick cam um (laughs) because it technically smoothed out all this footage Mm -hmm. but the footage was doing this and waving back and forth the entire time and it made me slightly nauseous to leave his on screen for too long while i was in the edit Mm -hmm. so no buying a really good gimbal um they're getting cheap now yeah like, like i remember when the ronin was it the, the ronin, ronin s. s or whatever was the hottest thing on the market it was crazy expensive and now you can get one for like 500 bucks if that like so they just released the the new um the new ronin series the the rs and the rs2 uh, i think it's the rs uh, well anyway regardless like Close they enough. released a new s series um for the the ronin and the ronin s the kind of original fancy one that uh that that is now like that's still a super good performing gimbal and i've but it seen pi- them price dropped i've seen them down yeah. into the 300 range wow like that's nutty like don't worry about the rs or the rs2 like just get the regular s if that's yeah. in your budget because yeah that's the, still the fantastic one. i the have an, one i have a ronin s it's still good i haven't upgraded just like get the cheap one <laughs> for sure yeah um let's, let's see what what else can you buy instead of a new camera uh hard drives <laughs> yes uh, you're gonna need so many if you're actually doing work you're gonna need drive. to store all of that work somewhere yeah um so, right behind me behind my head there i've got a synology bay nas mm-hmm. backup system uh those aren't cheap but again a lot cheaper than a new camera yeah um especially if you're and, and that's super useful 
we were having a really hard time producing this podcast because you uh, produce it in your house and I produce it in my house and we had to send each other footage and everything we were doing was either too slow, took too long to download, or was capping our, like, limits of, like, how much we could do. So we're having to, like, delete old episodes to be able to download new ones. And now I just throw everything on that, send you a link, and we share that server. Mm -hmm. And I've got, like, 18 terabytes in that server that we can use. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Synology stuff is, it works super smooth. Um, Yeah, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but it is a great solution and you can share out you're you're lucky enough to be on gigabit fiber now so like you can i am <laughs> it's nice yeah let so... me tell you i'm just gonna rub salt in the wound a little bit I it wish. is glorious yeah. uh, fiber is like a few blocks away from me so i'm eternally mad <laughs> it's been there for years fiber is at the top of your hill but won't go to your house yeah exactly <laughs> very frustrating so um so yeah uh, biosynology if you're handy with this stuff um you can build your own um there's lots of software for it but uh some sort of but if storage you're not solution, handy yeah, biosynology. It's yeah. out of the box. It works. And um, and definitely back up that data, too. So uh, we have talked about this before more than once, but back up your data. Like, we, we almost don't care how you do it as long as it's We do not backup. care how. However, right? uh, you can get a free month if you sign up through my link in Backblaze, which will be in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not paid or promoted by Backblaze. I just love it. Absolutely. And uh, you get a free month. I get a free month. You save me like $3. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> because that's how cheap Backblaze is. Yeah, Backblaze is awesome. Um, I use Backblaze for my uh, Windows machine, and it is it is truly unlimited. Uh, it You can back up just nuts amounts of data to it um they'll send you a hard drive if anything happens and then you can get a quick uh uh, you can actually do it for free like they'll send you the hard drive and then you send it back you pay up front for the hard drive and if you send it back they refund yeah they refund you so you can do it in in the end it is a free backup all you pay is like the three dollars a month when you buy like two years in advance or something it's crazy cheap it's great yeah just works it's awesome uh let's see what else what else can you buy oh graphics tablet if you don't have a good Wacom tablet, I remember we did mm-hmm. the uh, stop clickbait episode where someone asked about uh, should you get rid of your mouse. Well, uh, yeah, it, you should, you should get a graphics tablet. Mm-hmm. And Wacom tablets are not cheap, but again, really worth it. Um, I yeah. I will recommend one specifically: get the Pro Medium size. The small size is stupid, ridiculously small. The large size does not fit on your desk. Get the yeah. medium. It is the perfect size. Um, and if you get any of their lower end models, I I used a bamboo for the longest time. But what happened is their new bamboo tablets grew in size, making me think that I would get larger writing space. But the writing space was the same. The border just got bigger. Mm-hmm. So it's like the size of a note card in the middle that you can actually use. I'm like, what is this? Re-? So I used to say, like, yeah, get a cheap tablet. But now the cheap one's like, why, why did... What happened here? I used to have this really cute small tablet where the entire thing was usable, and now it's this huge tablet where a tiny note card. So just if you have the money, Intuos is great. I know there's a bunch of other tablets, mm-hmm. and I think we talked about tablets in like our holiday budget episode, um, yeah. but getting a new graphics tablet, uh, again, not that expensive. 
Yeah, yeah, I'd get the Wacom. Um, I, I I would agree the Wacom kind of medium pro uh, size is the way to go. Obviously, there are you know people say forget that, get an iPad Pro. I, I mean, there are different there are different options, right? There are if tons of different. If options. you're in the Apple system, mm-hmm. sure, but an iPad Pro doesn't let me control my computer. Exactly. Well, somebody's no. going to say they have it set up so that it does, but yeah, um, regardless, <sighs> graphics tablet, right? Graphics tablet doesn't control my computer. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a Windows. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a good way. If you're on a budget, um, I've been playing around with this Huion, Huion, H-U-O-I-N. Like, it's it's okay. Don't don't worry about it. Whatever. I know we talked about that one in the holiday episode. <laughs> just, just go listen to that. There. Click on the thing that skips you to... Yeah tablets and you can so that's, see all of our tablet recommendations that has worked pretty well for me i'm just i'm just mentioning that as like uh, if you're gonna if you're really on a budget and you're gonna go for like what you would think is good the large um wacom bamboos i would probably go to one of those instead because um the huion ones because you get a, a bigger surface uh, a yeah, bigger actual usable surface for your money if you're really on a budget you might want to look at that yeah. If you can no, spend I, I any amount of money bamboo at all, like 10 walk-in. years ago yeah. and then at, right after I bought it they switched uh yeah. and made this size ridiculously small. Yeah. Um we you know what? We skipped the most obvious thing that you should buy, lenses. Oh man. Yeah. Uh yeah. There are Forget so... everything we just said, buy a lens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much. how have we not mentioned this first? <laughs> yeah. Um I mean this is like uh, we we talk about cameras giving you new capabilities, which is true, but uh, in kind some of. in some situations, but you can give your existing camera vast new capabilities with a lens purchase. I mean, yeah. If so, so a, let's a let's thought experiment for lens. a second. <laughs> let's thought experiment for a second. Yeah. You go from I shoot Canon, so I'm just going to mention Canon, but you know, whatever thought mm-hmm. experiment. You have a really junk canon rebel camera okay Mm -hmm. and you have a junk kit lens and you're like i want to get better i want to buy more stuff and up the capabilities of this camera you could buy a really really nice new canon camera throw that same junk lens on it and guess what the image quality is junk because it has to filter through the lens first so you're going to get a really high pixel count junk image at like five six yeah or if that, a lot of junk can, lenses don't even resolve, right? Like they don't resolve yeah. enough to take advantage. Or you could buy a really, really nice lens, whether that is um, just like a nice portrait lens, like an 85. Um, you can get like the 1.8 for really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy like your your standard uh 2470 for 2.8 if you were on a kit lens before. Uh, those aren't cheap, but mm-hmm. that is going to get you way better fit pictures with your old canon rebel than upgrading the body wood um if you do landscape those telephoto lenses i know are not cheap Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not at all um i just bought the probe lens which gives just it just blows my mind the perspective and things i can do with that that i literally could not do before Mm -hmm. it does not matter what camera body you attach to it you cannot get those shots without that lens um and now now that i've bought one i'll see a youtube video and they'll include a shot and i'll just go probe lens probe lens you used it (laughs) use probe lens on that shot and the other great aspect about buying lenses is assuming you stay in the same uh lens mount um family 
you that lens will last you forever yeah, that forever, lens will last right? you 10 so, times longer than your body so we're not stupid we're know you we know you that you're eventually going to cave and buy a new camera because we do it too and if you've got new if you've got better lenses those better lenses are going to continue to be good as you buy new cameras so yeah 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 it's, it's... A, a lens that you take care of lasts you for life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean your your dad worked at boeing right yes and yeah i he still has lenses um that he bought um during that time um you know for his own because he he also did his own photo business as well um when yeah. he was working for boeing and uh he bought yeah, lenses sorry i will say specifically he did he was a photographer for Boeing. Yes, he was a so photographer he had for some Boeing. Really nice legendary Nikkor lenses. Yep, yep. That are just they're still good now even though he bought them how long ago you think? Oh, decades at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like uh, and and some of this this actually holds true for some of the stuff we've already talked about as well. Like lenses, like he has tripods, stands and stuff from back in those days that are that are decades old that still work really well. Um so it can be anything from as simple as you know, simple as, as, as sticks, as, as a, as a tripod yeah. or as complicated as a lens and it's still valid, right? I mean, maybe, maybe someday you're adapting it to a newer body and maybe you don't have autofocus or something, but it's still good glass, right? Like there's a reason why people buy yeah. these, um, even on the cheap end, like people are really crazy or at least recently ish have been crazy about the Helios lenses. Um, you know, the Soviet, uh, kind of knockoff, uh, lenses that, have all these like swirly bokeh and stuff like that. Like, you know, these are like $50 lenses and people still use them and still buy them and still love them today. Yeah. So if you buy a, you know, a, a very performant expensive lens today, you're probably going to use it for decades to come and it's still going to be good um, at that time. So yeah, their uh, lenses are always a good way to go. And as you said, they literally can give you capabilities that you don't get anywhere else any other yeah. way there's no way to get a probe lens look without buying a probe as, lens. as soon as i started shooting weddings i went out and i bought a hundred mil macro because that was literally the only way to get photos of rings you cannot shoot a good ring photo with a 50 mil macro f- or uh 50 nifty 50 i mean because they're not macro you can fight me on that one because i know photographers that do it and they'll just like crop or whatever but they're not good photos if you shoot ring shots, you need the right tool for the right job. So there you go. I mean, it's it's as mm-hmm. simple as that. Yep. Um, I, I know all the stuff that we've talked about so far is buy, 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 buy. Mm-hmm. Buy a thing, right? Which is kind of what this episode's about. But I'm going to turn it on its head. Here are some things that are not actual things, but better ways to spend your money than buying a new camera. Uh, I have two in mind. First one is workshops, and the second one is just experiences. Mm -hmm. So, like, for workshops, if you are a starter beginner photographer and you kind of have, like, some good lenses and you've got, like, an okay body, but you're like, oh, I bet bet if I bought that new camera body, I'd be better. No, get a workshop. Get good. (laughs) Learn how to be better or go into like get a business workshop and learn how to grow your business and then you'll make a lot more money and you can buy that camera lens easier it's like when you play any video game you see that camera uh, you see that like next level skill upgrade is like a million coins and you're like oh, i'm never gonna get that but you just you know play enough and then all of a sudden that becomes irrelevant it's kind of the same thing with business of like i'm kind of at a point where when my wife's like oh yeah this thing's kind of expensive i'm like cool how much is it she's like oh it's like a hundred dollars i'm like uh, okay yeah. <laughs> my 
all my I've I've got every time I go on a wedding I've got like thirty grand in my backpack like okay <laughs> spend the hundred dollars <laughs> not that I'm trying to like showboat or anything yeah. but like that's just kind of how it goes you know yeah um yeah I agree like edu- education um is is huge like that is worth and I don't necessarily mean college right like like you said workshops like like focused yeah. education can be hugely valuable. Um, I have, I have gone through, you know, tutorials, workshops, um, especially for video editing kind of stuff. That's been like, I've used it again and again, that has been worth my time and worth my money if it's, you know, cost money at the time. Um, and, you know, and experiences are a little bit harder to define the benefit, but there is, there's something to be said for just broadening your horizons and, and trying something new and, uh, and, and working, working with literally a backdrop that you don't get any other way. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I spent, right I spent thousands of dollars to go to Iceland for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's an experience that I will never have again. Um, my friend uh, hired a helicopter pilot to tour him through like Patagonia and he got all these amazing landscape photos. Like these are things that cost a lot of money, but if you're about to drop two, three, four, six thousand dollars on a new lens, think about wait, what else can I do with that? That's like a trip to Italy. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, get pictures of the Tuscan countryside or the Colosseum or, you know, the the rivers in Venice. You know, there's just so many things that you could do and experience and those photos like maybe you'll be able to sell fine art prints of them or maybe it'll just be something that is so creatively fulfilling that it will inspire you to do you know something cool or interesting when you get home like um there's there's just so many other ways that you could spend that money and be personally fulfilled by it rather than spending it on a camera you get the camera in the I'm kind of at a point right now where there is a lot of stuff that I buy where when I open the delivery box I don't have the joy of like oh it's here I'm going to open it I'm like cool I got like another super clamp <laughs> like I needed it that's why I bought it but like I'm hyped for every super clamp purchase <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah, what I mean I I'm just kidding uh, yeah uh. be hyped for every super clamp clamp purchase that's what we're saying today <laughs> yep buy <laughs> buy super wait, clamps and be how many how many it. super clamps could you get for like two grand oh that's, my goodness that's so many. something like 150 super clamps so many. there you go you'll never need a new one think that's about how, it think about how excited you'll be unboxing 150 super clamps yeah, that's full <laughs> don't buy a new stuff. camera buy 150 super clamps <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, well that was fun. I think I think we've covered it. <laughs> I, th- I think that's it. I, I I feel like Bubba from Forrest Gump, and that's about it. Yep. Yep. Those are all. Those are all the things you can do. Buy that Buy a new camera. <laughs> buy that stuff. Don't buy a new camera unless you're Ben. <laughs> then you're allowed to. Uh, then. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you for in uh, join. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, uh, Apple Podcasts is where all the other podcasts draw their ratings from. So no matter what app you use, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and that is going to help more because that helps on all the platforms. Versus, I mean, you can rate us wherever. That'd be sweet. 
But uh, yeah, go ahead. If you liked it, give us a rating and uh, let us know what you want us to talk about next. We love answering your questions. Um, I know that we got a viewer question that we are going to start the next episode with. Um, so if you have any questions, uh, you can email us. Hello at uh, photo dash op dot show. Yep. There you go. Hello at photo dash op dot show. <laughs> and we will see you in the next one. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.